Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, the last actual footage of the movie at a time. Yay! I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us for the last time this week is... Last guest. Yeah, the last guest. The last guest. Oh, God. Uh, is uh, Niall from Bat Minute. Oh, I'm so happy to be with you here at the end of all things. Aw. Bless. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and today we're talking about minute 215. And the reason that Niall is here. Yeah, and the week. reason that Niall is here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so minute 215, which starts with Gollum finishing his line from yesterday, he says, and then takes it once they're dead. Once they're dead. And ends as the writing credits fade onto a black screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, this, this was... Uh... This was the the minutes I asked for. This is actually my favorite thing in all the Lord of the Rings movies. This the this ending shot here because I just think it's I just think it's fantastic. Just love it. I am a person who enjoys uh, ominousness and foreboding, mm. and that is everything that this minute is. Uh, yes. Because again, we flipped from like the, the the sort of happiness of like oh you know Sam and Frodo like oh aren't they the best of friends and isn't this nice. And then, uh, you know, going to the golem, having this thing, he's setting this up. And then, you know, it's going something nice and pleasant and sunny. Or, like, well, overcast, but I guess okay weather. <laughs> and then going up through the mountains to see, like, oh, that's right. The worst is yet to come. I was like, oh, I love it. I love that. Oh, look, it's so close. Because <laughs> this is a good mirror to the end of Fellowship when it's just like, oh, it's in the distance. You're right. And then it's just like we come up over these mountains. It's like, it's right there, guys. And we see like three terrible beasts. And <laughs> just, float, just fluttering about. Some lightning. The, the volcano is active. Mm-hmm. The eye is staring directly at the camera. <laughs> Sauron's breaking the rule, man. He's breaking the fourth wall. He's looking right at you. It's just literally like, I see you. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Can't get away from this guy. <laughs> so, But originally that shot was supposed to be... When they first concepted this for the end of the movie, they were going to show Morgul Vale, oh, the, the, where Minas Morgul is, oh. they just because assume... that's literally the next place they're going. Right. Mm. But then they're just like, oh, no, it's better if it's Mordor, because like, we haven't seen Minas Morgul or yeah, anything Yeah, you have yet. no context for that. Yeah, it'd just be like, what is this weird, evil, emerald city you're showing me? <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, because, again, you would just be like, yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, Is that where the she you were talking about is? What is this? Yeah. (laughs) Is she she the Wicked Witch of the West? Like, what is this? (laughs) But again, uh, like, like, you know, I just, I just love alluding to bad stuff that's to come. I don't know what it is about me that I just love that so much. Because again, if if people listen to Batman, you'll know, like, my favorite minute of all the 89 movie is uh, the Joker and the, and the sort of operating, operation theater thing. As a theater, mm-hmm. but like yeah, there's a bit where he's looking in the mirror, and then you know we've, we've only we've only seen Jack Napier so far, and then he looks in the mirror. You don't see what you, what he sees, but then he goes into the real like <laughs> and smashes, and you get the Joker laugh. 
And it's just like every time, like that is so insanely well done. And then even in <laughs> Batman Returns, you get like little it'll be so, nice things are happening in the streets of Gotham, and I'll cut to like the, the penguin's shadow going across the wall and stuff. I was like, yes, this is the stuff I, I'm I'm here for. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a big thing. You might have guessed that I'm a big Stephen King fan, and he friggin' loves just throwing in. Oh, by the way, here's a, a dream about some bad stuff that's coming down the road. And it's usually, like, the best part of the book where it'll just be him alluding to, like, yep, some some bad stuff's coming. You don't know what it is yet, but you know that it's going to be bad. And, uh, <laughs> that's, like, I think that's most of um, the people read uh, The Stand. It's my favorite, one of my favorite books of, uh, you know, probably Stephen King's best book. And he has the, the alluding to of... Um, the character of Randall Flagg, and he only ever appears in dreams as like a literal black silhouette with red eyes and stuff. And he's built mm-hmm. up for about like that book's over like a thousand pages long. That's a good three hundred pages when he's not even in it yet. <laughs> but like wow. they'll keep alluding to him. And this was all when I was a kid reading that. Well, since I was a kid, I was like fifteen. But I was really like, oh, here we go, here we go. And then when you finally get to him, it's just like, yes, this is it. But uh, so yeah, the, the, something about it always really like just uh, you know it just it just gets me and uh, i do remember like leaving the cinema with this and just that been the last shot i've been like oh that's just that's good stuff even though i guess it's supposed to be a bad thing that they're going to this into this horrible place and i'm like no that looks it's, it's gonna be sweet yeah. <laughs> oh i'm ready i mean they tried to do this at the end of uh the second hobbit movie too with smog flying off towards lake Town. we're not gonna talk about that second hobbit movie <laughs> Like, you know, oh, destruction's coming oh, to Lake Town, big dragon, God. little town in the distance. Oh, What's going to happen here? I think I didn't mind it, actually. That's one of the few things I remember about the second Hobbit films. The thing was, he's just like, I think the last line is like, I am death or something like that. And I remember because yeah. they'd have no music in it. And I remember going like, oh, yeah, that's that's kind of atmospheric, yeah. And like, <laughs> but at this point, I was just... Uh, you know, I'm assuming you guys are not going to cover the Hobbit movies. And if, 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 if this is your, if you don't even want to talk about the second Hobbit movie, then you're not going to be, you're not going to be well, getting I, it. We'll probably do like reviews of yeah, that at some like point. Yeah, like chunks. We'll, um, we'll, we'll talk about I don't about know if I can do point. those minutes a minute at a time, or those movies a minute at a time. Because when that second Hobbit movie came out, I think we'd been dating for like a year and we got into like the the most heated argument <laughs> about yeah. that stupid movie to the point where I was like, oh my god, is this it? Are we breaking up? <laughs> Did Peter Jackson, like, ruin our relationship? <laughs> and then, like, the third one came out and I was laughing in the theater. Yeah. Because I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> uh, the, the, the third one was the only Jackson uh, Middle Earth movie I didn't see in the cinema. So at that point, I was just like, eh, I think I can wait it out, you know? <laughs> like... <laughs> And then when I did see it, and I was like, CGI Billy Conley? Why did, what, did Billy Conley not, just, just not want to go or something? Why is he CGI? <laughs> it's oh, a lot of, a lot of, but my main problem with The Hobbit is that there's so little of The Hobbit in it. Like, right. like the character of Bilbo, because Martin Freeman's fantastic. And it's like, I, it was all him. If it was a, a two-hour movie focused on him, great. But it's the fact that he's very much like a side character in his own trilogy. Right. Whereas, and then at the end, it's just kind of like, oh, by the way, yeah, so I'm saying goodbye to these dwarfs now. And it's like, yeah, we had a thing, but I guess you kind of forgot about that because this has been four, 14 hours of CGI battles and stuff. So right. 
Well, uh, so, so thanks, guys. I, we'll see I, you. <laughs> I really enjoy that first one because it it does it's so it focuses so much on 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 Bilbo, but mm. then it goes off the rails. The thing it's is, like, though, oh no, this is actually a movie about Thorin. <laughs> yeah. Although the thing is, though, that first movie, my fir- my favorite part of it is the foreboding uh, song they all sing before they they before they depart. Because again, that's just the same of like, yep, things are getting a bit serious now, and like. Mm-hmm. Things were happy, but now it's like we're gonna have to get into some some serious shit here, guys. And maybe yeah. maybe it's not gonna be all smiles and sunshine this journey and stuff. So it's, uh... that's what Bilbo Baggins hates. No, no, that's he's about to hate a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you guys think though of like this? The well, actually, I was gonna ask like, whether you think it's a good line or a bit of a cheesy way to end with the fact that the Gollum doing this like follow me. Because we know he's up to something, and he says it in a very like evil way. Mm-hmm. But the thing, well, yeah, because it's the Gollum voice, but the line right before it is the, the Smeagol voice. voice. It's like, yeah. "Follow me, long way to go yet." And then, yeah. but "Follow like, me." The thing is, I was almost going to say like it's almost cheesy, but then it's like, "Nah, it works though." Like it's actually, I don't begrudge them at all. It's like, "Nah, it's it's pretty good." <laughs> it's, if it wasn't in keeping with the rest of the Gollum Smeagol yeah, performance, it wouldn't work. Established like that really good scene i mean the scene that we just saw of him arguing with himself and he had just switched to the menacing voice i would have been like what that doesn't make any sense but, <laughs> but because we have all that right and uh the thing is though what really adds to it as well is um the the music of course it's like the mm-hmm. the ominous beginning of the golem song uh, i don't know i don't want to trench into you guys' territory because i'm assuming you'll be like, covering credits and whatnot next week you might delve more into Emiliana Torini mm-hmm. but uh, do you because she actually did have like some minor chart success in the UK are you guys aware of her kind of outside of this movie or did she not make any kind of impact in America so. no. I don't think she made any impact in America she did have um, she had a single here about 10 years ago uh, called My Heart is Beating Like a Jungle Drum which is actually like a really good poppy song and I remember like, we we really really loved it, and the very silly video of her like dancing around in this fake jungle and stuff. And it's very <laughs> flimsy. It is complete another like pop fluff, you know. <laughs> There's just nothing to it. But that came from an album called uh, "Me and Armini," and uh, that's got some great stuff on it. It's just a there's a track on it called uh, "Gun," and it's just this very weird, uh, very dark, sort of entirely led by. Uh, just the bass lines on a like a sort of reverbed up electric guitar, so it's just the same kind of riff doing things on it all the time. So it goes in this kind of like this that, and it's her kind of speaking, speak singing the lines over it, and it goes into weird little territories and stuff. It's about like five or six minutes long. And that's very, very atmospheric. And it's like, oh no, she is really good. This is actually really good stuff. Uh, but then at the same time, she because she's Icelandic, I don't know if it's just a part of the culture or something, but she does sound loads like Bjork as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so like, is, is it just something that like, people from Iceland just sing that way? That's just, they all sound like Bjork? Or <laughs> what the deal is? <laughs> so I guarantee if you met the people who didn't know this, like this song, and you told them that was Bjork, they'd be like, oh yeah, okay. And they, you, they completely could buy it. <laughs> Yeah, but they're saving the they're saving the best credit song for the third movie. Mm. <laughs> Are they? I like I really like the 
the song at the end of the third movie. That's the one that's sung can... by Annie Lennox. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, because I'm Irish, and so we we, we spawned Enya, so mm. I'm obliged, obligated to <laughs> come here and defend Enya's honor. i like, of course, that's the best song, even though this one's the best song. But, like... <laughs> Arlen has to constantly defend the fact that we we, we, we gave the world Enya. So we're like, no, I it's think, good. I, and Riverdance. I mean, the, the, the Enya one is so much more iconic to mm. me. It, like, sticks more mm. than the Annie. I mean, I love Annie Lennox, but, like, uh, I don't know. This one, this one I feel like is really underrated, but we'll probably talk about it next week. Yeah. But I, like, I really like Gollum's theme, and I really like the fact that, like, it's showcased here. And he gets mm. the final line in the movie, so. Yeah. So like, way to go! And then he uh, he might have the first line in the third movie too. Might be Andy Serkis's voice. Yeah, because it's the 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 flashback. But I don't remember if the first line is his voice or if it's the other guy. If it's Deagle, that'd be that's so random. Like, just some like random guy that gets killed in the first five minutes of your movie is the first line. <laughs> I mean, that's like a cold open to a crime procedural. It's just like yeah. this guy. <laughs> oh, you're dead. Okay. Oh, you're dead. Okay. <laughs> you didn't matter. So there's actually loads of deleted footage of like uh, the Middle Earth Columbo showing up to investigate Deagle's murder. <laughs> and, uh, and some hobbit with a with a big old pipe and the Sherlock Holmes hat. <laughs> and just like Smeagol managing to, to blag his way out of it. And then just, like, oh my one, god, that's one more that's, thing, Smeagol. <laughs> that's your Amazon show right there. Yeah, he's a <laughs> hobbit detective. <laughs> just a hard boiled hobbit detective. Yeah, man. <laughs> A hob-oiled? Oh, no, no. that was bad. <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> like, all these things, too, could have saved Amazon so much money as well. Like, you were going into these big battles. Just anything. A sitcom set in Middle Earth. Middle Earth. Right. Go. There you go. People will watch it because they'll just need to see what it is. Mm-hmm. People will watch it because it's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what it is. Like, it, it could literally be just... 12 episodes of Gollum okay, sitting in a cave. talking to himself, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People be like, oh, it was amazing. <laughs> just... That was the thing, actually, earlier today, I was watching, um, you know, Jenny Nicholson, who does, like, so YouTube videos, it's very just dry. Yeah, the Star Wars girl or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And she, uh, I'm not a Harry Potter fan at all. Like, I, was, I guess I was actually age-appropriate when it all came out and stuff, but I just never got into it. And I tried, I uh, watched all the movies when I was, like, 30. So it was like last year. And it just did not land with me. Because it was just like, again, mm. it's not designed to be just watched by a 30-year-old cold. But I can understand, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, if you grew up with these like these books, that could have been just like the greatest thing ever. So I perfectly appreciate the material. But she did a, a review of Fantastic Beasts 2. And oh, I was God. like, uh, things like <laughs> no interest in seeing it. But like, I'll watch her talk about it, though, just because she's funny. Oh, I should watch that. I really like watching her review videos. They're funny. <laughs> But she has a bit where she's just talking about like, yeah, they'll, you know, it would be great though, because she really does not like the movie. And she's like, at this point, they should really stop making these, but you know that they won't because people will still keep going to see them. Because Mm -hmm. if you grew up with Harry Potter, you're just entrenched now and you'll just go out to see whatever Harry Potter crap they come out with because you're obligated to. And I kind of, the realization is like, oh, that's me with like... Star Wars as well because like, you know Star Wars is going to keep going at the end of the minute like you know Solo was fine you know Solo was a fine movie Last Jedi contentious people amongst the people but I actually quite mm-hmm. liked it myself there are problems mm-hmm. with it and I have good things about it And but the thing is it's like well eventually though they're not going to stop making them so you are but I still will be like 20 years it's like there's a new Star Wars 
um, they haven't been good in 10 years, but I'm going to have to <laughs> I mean, go out and see it because you never know. It was the I mean, same. They shelved but, all the non-mainline Star Wars projects for now. Yeah. For movies. Yeah, well, but it's, uh, it's, it's the same as well with actually uh, just all the DC stuff. Is this mm-hmm. because again you might you know DC fan obviously hosting Batman, but like in the lead up to Justice League coming out, it's like I know this is going to be bad, but of course I'm going to be there opening day just because <laughs> I'm obligated to. And actually, I actually quite enjoy Justice League for what it, for, for what it is. It is you know it's again that in itself is poppy fluff, but I was like yeah it's fine. There's a lot of problems with it, but I can I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. But it, but is yeah that realization of just like yeah this is just you know, so. It, Amazon could come out with just like like hot boiled detective, <laughs> and people would be like, "Well, it's Lord of the Rings. I gotta watch it." And I was like, "Yeah, they just got some." This is, this is a Columbo is a great Hobbit name too. It ends with I that mean... O sound. <laughs> just like a true crime show set in Middle Earth, people would eat yeah. that shit up. Like you got like Sergeant Took. He's just like <laughs> Sergeant Took. Well, like, is it is it Mary or Pippin becomes like the constable of? <laughs> I don't know. Like, you have like a, the the Hobbit the Hobbit constable is a is a Took. They use names that people recognize. Yeah, but don't tie it into these movies at all. But that, that is totally separate. Like, it it's all stories that happen while Bilbo is off on his adventure. <laughs> so, like, they're nowhere near him. Or something though, like yeah, there was like a massive crime wave in Hobbiton. When Bill <laughs> and it was the Saxville Bagginses. <laughs> They're behind it all. They become like a mob family, and they just like no. the whole thing. it's just like the Sopranos Mobbits, <laughs> if you will. No, oh, I would love that though. Like a, a Hobbit Sopranos was like the, the crime boss of Hobbiton going to see a Hobbit psychiatrist and just. <laughs> This is them doing those shots with the two of them sitting in the chairs, but this is the big feet just stuck up near the camera every time. <laughs> oh, man. Plus, I just keep now imagining people trying to say Columbo in that kind of Sam accent. Like, Columbo! <laughs> <laughs> Amazon, hire us. Uh- <laughs> again, dude, you don't need to have any... How much did you spend on this? Just, right. just do this! You can make a million of these mini-shows, and they'll still turn a profit somehow. They'll still just you'll still get your your revenue from your your streaming service. Mm-hmm. Like people will sign up for it just to watch this. So are you are you guys actually Amazon Prime members currently, or are you just like holding off until the show comes? Uh, I I use it to watch Doctor Who. Oh uh. yeah, yeah. Okay, I got that makes yeah. sense. Because uh, I'm I'm on Amazon Prime, but only because I like the, the like the next day delivery stuff, and mm-hmm. I know like I, I used to kind of always contemplate canceling it because they used to take all the money out in one chunk, but now you can't play it monthly. So I was like, oh no, I can deal with that. Uh, <laughs> but the, the thing is, though, because it's so not newsworthy in comparison to Netflix, you never hear what's going on with Amazon shows anymore. <laughs> like, they just mm-hmm. sort of come and go. And you just, you can never tell what's going to go to series and what's what series is missing. Like, I found out, I was, I was a big fan of uh, Mozart in the Jungle. Like the um, the Gail oh, Gar- yeah. Garcia Bernal like classical music thing, where he's like an eccentric composer who comes to take over the New York Symphony and stuff. Really loved that show, and every year you never hear like whether it was doing well or not, and it would just sort of come out and be like, "Yep, it's here again," and then <laughs> it always comes out around December. And I was like, "Oh, I wonder if Mozart in the Jungle is coming out soon." And I looked it up, and it's like it was canceled in April. And I was like, "I've oh, not heard no. about it until like November." <laughs> like. 
But if something happens on Netflix, you know about it instantly. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, well, do you not have like an update list or something where you could just let me know that like, oh, by the way, that's gone or something? <laughs> well, maybe like they're... Because didn't that Miss Mazel show get like a, a ton of, of um, award nominations? Oh, the yeah. One the one about the lady stand-up comedian? Yeah, I think the, the second season that's coming up pretty soon, actually. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they're trying to like up their game to... I mean, obviously they're trying to up their game to compete with Netflix, but like mm. hopefully they're more... They update their fans better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I have Amazon Prime. Send me an email, please. Right? It's like, <laughs> hey, this thing you watched yesterday got canceled. <laughs> That's the thing with the Mrs. Maisel, though. Like, I, I enjoyed that first season. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like, because I was a big Gilmore Girls fan. And then they did that mm-hmm. Gilmore Girls reboot. Or not the reboot, yeah. they just did a continuation on Netflix. And at the end of that, I was just like, okay, so are you just going to keep doing this, though? Because this was pretty good. So you can just keep <laughs> just keep bringing this back. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the, now they made another show. It's like, oh, so, you know, Amy, Amy Sherman Palladino is not interested in Stars Hollow anymore. She's off doing this thing. It's like... You know, you could, you could squeeze in another Gilmore Girls series here. You know, <laughs> just, it's like I know That's those funny. two actresses are busy, but like still, <laughs> just you know, just just get them in, just work something out, just one one every couple of years or something. But just give me something. <laughs> give me a Mrs. Maisel Gilmore Girls crossover. Crossover, where they go back, yeah. yeah. They go back in time to New York or something. <laughs> I just suddenly have time travel and Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's as believable as anything else. Yeah. <laughs> So it could work either way. It could be. Oh, you could just do like a, a swap over, a complete swap over show where like they both get sucked into like a time vortex, and then Mrs. Maisel's wandering around Stars Hollow, been all sassy in New York from the twenties, and then it's <laughs> like it's Lorelai and Rory wandering around twenties New York, been all like, oh, what are we gonna do with the coffee's not as good here? <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> Who would we go to about this? Because this would be an. Oh no! Because it won't happen though. Because it's Amazon and Netflix warring together. It's like ah, oh, it's like the the Marvel and DC of nowadays. It's like oh, you oh guys, yeah. what you can do if you work together. Oh, but there there are old there are old crossover DC Marvel comics. Right. Oh, so mm-hmm. are you so you're telling me this chance that the Gilmore Girls Mrs. Maisel crossover. <laughs> this, there's always a chance of Amazon. I'm not going to tell you the odds. Though. I mean, there's like it's the same creator. Yeah. <laughs> Always you work, you work in Doctor Who into this somehow. We've got a we have got a hit show right there, and it's even weirder because Doctor Who's on Netflix in the UK, but you're saying mm. Amazon Prime in the US. This is it goes deeper and deeper. This rabbit hole is getting over here. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, streaming licenses don't make sense. <laughs> uh, I wish it was on gated streaming on services Netflix. between countries. Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, like the way that like. Uh, for a while, Batman the Animated Series was on Canadian Netflix, but not on United States Netflix. Oh. That is, that's so weird. Stuff like that. And I was just like, but why? But I want to watch Batman. <laughs> like, if you have the license to stream this, why don't you just have the license to stream it everywhere? everywhere. Yeah. Oh, we, we, we had a lot of that with Netflix. It's gotten a lot better in recent years, but there used to be a thing where, like, most of my friends used to hack the U.S. Netflix because there was so much more on it. Like, you guys had, like, everything, and we had nothing. <laughs> like, there was, and the thing is, if you got hooked into something, Netflix used to just, like, take it off without telling you as well. So, yeah. it was like, I remember, actually, when the Titanic minute was airing, um, I was just like, well, I'm not going to sit through all of Titanic just to, just to listen to the show, but I'll watch, because it's on Netflix, I'll watch a little bit of it every, every day, you know, I'll watch the minute, and then those guys will talk about it. <laughs> 
And the thing is, about like minutes 85, Netflix just took off Titanic. So it's just oh, like no. a mid film here. It's like, I still have to go and like buy Titanic now just to follow the show. <laughs> I was like, is DiCaprio dead in it yet? Because I, I remember that happens, but. <laughs> just do it all from memory. <laughs> when? When does it happen? <laughs> Man. But, uh. <laughs> I guess uh, we like to ask our guests, you know, is there uh, is there something in the next movie you'd like to talk about if you come back? I mean, there's lots of moody things. <laughs> the thing is, though, is I would have asked for the Mouth of Sauron bit, but uh, me, me and Norman kind of covered it pretty extensively last time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked the, only about other, it. the only other bit that always reaps out of me now from Return of the King is just the... Uh, Frodo and Sam getting put in the the orc outfits because it makes me think of that when there's a whip there's a way song from um oh from the animated one yeah, yeah. so like <laughs> if that's not been called I'll happily come back just to talk about that song because nice. that's that is an earworm though that's just like, like <laughs> once you hear that riff that's gonna be with you for the next where two there's weeks. a whip <laughs> there's a way see I haven't I haven't seen those old animated movies yet. Oh, dude, uh, the, so, like, the one that I mean, has I've where there's the a whip, Hobbit. there's a way. I mean, down, down to Goblin Town will haunt me until the day I die. So Here's the I weird don't... thing about those, like, the, the animated Lord of the Rings stuff. Because you have the the Hobbit, which is the, uh, like, the Rankin Bass one. Mm-hmm. And then Lord of the Rings, which is the Ralph Bakshi, and there's all this rotoscope stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Return of the King is Rankin Bass again. <laughs> oh, the, the... The Return of the King one, though, is awful, though, because it's just the thing is that the, the Bashy stuff kind of has like a it's something kind of cool about it. Like, I think I kind of I think we talked about it the last time I was on. Um, I prefer Ralph Bashy's version of Sauron when you see this, this it kind of just looks like a guy in a cloak and stuff. I kind of prefer that to the big armored thing you get in these movies. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that Return like, the only memorable things in the Return of the King movie are then like that when there's a whip there's a way and then there's just the bit uh, not to get into spoilers but uh <laughs> when uh Gollum bites off frodo's finger and they have keep thing they have a whole thing throughout it about like you know frodo of the nine fingers and stuff and as he's doing it then this like qu- a quarrel voice comes on as, as during this big tense scene and it just goes like frodo of the nine fingers, <laughs> why does he have nine fingers? <laughs> like, because he just got his finger bit off. <laughs> like, what? What is this? Like, what kid had to sit? What? You imagine it probably was a generation of kids who saw that and were like, when the Lord of the Rings movies, when these were coming out, they're like, well, that crap. Who the hell would put money into that? It's like, yeah, a weird frog guy who bit off the guy's finger and then this heavenly choir appears out of nowhere to sing about it <laughs> why does he have nine fingers we'll have to cover the, we'll have to cover those two movies during our hiatus <laughs> cause like I need to see this. cause we talked about the hobbit already yes yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of vaguely terrified now cause it's been a while since I watched that it's like I really hope that that is that's not just me projecting some weird <laughs> <laughs> the thing that like is stuck in my brain from when we re- when we watched the Hobbit one is what Elrond looks like with his crown of oh, stars. Oh, dude, Elrond is a look. The fact that <laughs> Thranduil looks like Gollum in this movie, <laughs> <laughs> and then like 
the weird fuzzy rabbit spider things. Oh, they're cute. I like them. And smog is like this weird big furry thing. <laughs> oh. I don't know, man. Like the the look of the Rankin Bass <laughs> Hobbit movie is just all over the place. Yes. That is the thing I, I will kind of miss about that era of like when people adapting Lord of the Rings not doing it properly or <laughs> adapting The Hobbit not to because it's now as we establish we have a set look of what people think that the Lord of the Rings should look like. And it's because it's like, yeah, it's great. It's, you know, it's near enough perfect. Why would you question it? But it's like, oh, you're never going to get some weirdos that's coming out with crap like that now <laughs> because it's so established in popular culture as to what it's supposed to look like. Right. It, you're never going to get like another Led Zeppelin writing a weird song about these books they read when they were sitting smoking weed and stuff. It's like, well, everyone's <laughs> seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, the Silmarillion, though. Somebody oh, make that well, animated movie. <laughs> uh, it, it's like a dozen. It's like maybe like 25, 30 animated movies mm. worth of material in the Silmarillion. Amazon's going to mine go, that Amazon. forever. <laughs> like, Amazon's just going to mine the Silmarillion forever. God, we're just giving out ideas for free. We should be charging. Yeah, <laughs> Someone at Amazon, like, give me a job. <laughs> Please. Like, <laughs> I have patience. Like, not like leave. in one of your crappy warehouses. <laughs> like, sitting at a desk somewhere, just like throwing ideas at a at an animator or something. Just like, oh yeah, make it, make it bigger. Like, no, do that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day, though, that you'll just get the the headline appearing that, like, Amazon shelves Cimmerillion adaptation plans, opts for a uh, hob-boiled detective story instead. And it's just a picture of, like, the three of us with just, like, loads of money, just like, hey, here it is. <laughs> and then, like, the people dream, ask, <laughs> like, like what, what, what happens if the show fails? Like, what do I care if it fails? I've already been paid. Right? They paid me for my idea. I can, like, go retire. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Columbo Tea Kettle, the famous Hobbit Columbo detective. Columbo Tea Kettle. <laughs> just, I don't know. Just, the ne- just the like next D and D character I make is called Columbo Tea Kettle. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, that's amazing. And like, and his sidekick Crumpet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Oh my god. Uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> In terms of like Lord of the Rings material, though, I think I'm uh, the only other thing I can think to add is that this week I did finally watch a movie I've been pursuing for a while. Uh, is that because um, me and my friends uh, we occasionally to get away from the stress of everyday life, uh, we'll occasionally meet up to make dinner and watch a like a really terrible rom com. And it's just sort of like, oh, the thing, you know it's going to be bad. And the thing is, annoyingly, sometimes you, you find really good ones, and you're like, oh, no, this is this is as bad as I hoped it was going to be. And then you end <laughs> up sitting and enjoying a, a well-made movie. But uh, this week, I did not find that. Uh, I finally tracked down a movie uh, I've been waiting to see for a long time uh, with Sean Astin in it, uh, a movie called Unleashed. And it's... Um, it's a rom-com starring uh, Kate Micucci, who I believe we mentioned earlier in the week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Sean <she's> Astin. <laughs> but she is a uh, an app designer who, in classic rom-com style, is a ace at her job, but unlucky in love. Uh, and at one point <laughs> during like the lunar cycle, she wishes that her dogs or that her dog and her cat could be her boyfriend. What? And then some some magic bullshit happens and then the, the dog and the cat turn into two hunky guys and meanwhile sean astin is the lovable just handyman of the of the building that you know she's going to end up with eventually but the, the rest of the movie is just loads of like 
uh, <laughs> random dog dog and cat as people jokes. Whereas like the cat turns into like the sexy model, and like the dog's just this really hyper, overly friendly guy. And the, you know, he's because he's I think he's a golden retriever, so he's got like bleached blonde hair and stuff like oh that. Oh my god! And they they both fall. I think they both just want to get with Kate Micucci because they're you know she's their owner. And then it gets into weird <laughs> material stuff later on, where it's like she actually is in love with the guy who was her cat, and she's aware that this was her cat at the time. So it's kind of like, so you actually want to, like, oh my god, get, you know, get this? The thing oh is, the movie, the movie actually is terrible, but it has a kind of sheen of like hipster cred because Kate Micucci's in it, and you're like, oh no, she's cool. So I guess this movie's like passable. And remarkably, if you look it up, Unleashed, it's got eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's why. It's, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Everyone reviewing that movie is secretly a furry. <laughs> <laughs> See, maybe that is. Because like there's a kind of like a, you know, the whole, this, it's set in San Francisco. Maybe it's going for like a sort of sexual liberation kind of vibe to it. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so weird. Oh my god. It's not the a thing cat is, though, anymore, like... I guess. He's <laughs> person. He used to be a cat. <laughs> But the thing is that you do feel bad for Sean Astin the entire way through because you're just waiting because you know he's just the, the normal human guy. So you'll get with him eventually. <laughs> but even at the end, like they have the pets back, and they, they do you know, spoilers for the end of the movie. They, they turn back into a cat and dog, but they and they're happy. She gets together with Sean Astin, having a happy life, and the whole time he's well aware of like she wanted to get with that cat. Like <laughs> <laughs> she was fully committed to like not getting together with me, so she could be to get. I am the consolation prize. <laughs> To this previously cat. human cat. Oh my god. Yeah. But it's, uh, the thing is, it's awful, but like, if you want a terrible rom-com, I can recommend it. <laughs> like, <my> own- <laughs> I love terrible rom-coms, so thank you. <laughs> Do There's not like, watch that on my Netflix. Like, there is screw loads up of- the algorithm. <laughs> like, there's loads of jokes in it, like, uh, she has, like, an ex-boyfriend who screwed her over and stole her app idea, and then he meets the dog and the cat, and because he's allergic to to her pets. Even though they're human, he still has, like, an allergic <laughs> reaction when he meets them and stuff. Oh my gosh. And there's just loads Somebody... of... There was... <laughs> it's just loads Somebody of stuff like that. pitched that <laughs> to an executive. And they're just like, and the love interest is gonna be Sean Astin. <laughs> <laughs> oh the my thing gosh. Is, it's like Sean Astin. <laughs> he doesn't put a lot of energy in it either. I'm pretty sure throughout the movie he's like, I'm well aware of the film I'm in. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm not gonna do any more than I need to. To be fair, though, the guys, the guys playing like the cat and the dog, they are going for it. The guy <laughs> playing the cat is actually um, he's Tom Cruise's kid from War of the Worlds, like the Ugh. teenage boy. He's grown up now. He's like a hunk. <laughs> now he's a cat. Now he's a cat. <laughs> Tom Cruise is very proud. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. That <laughs> yeah, is that ridiculous. <laughs> All right, well, that's a way to end the... Oh, my gosh. The, the last week of the film, I guess. Uh, reference to a movie Sean Astin is in that I had no idea existed, but oh now must watch. God. So thanks for that. Oh, uh, no problem. Yeah, go go uh, go listen to Niall's show. Uh, just search Bat Minute. Uh, they're doing uh, Batman Returns right now. And yeah, uh, we'll be building up and uh, going into... Because uh, we're at the current high of Batman Returns, and then 
We'll go into the stumble of Batman forever, and then we're going to fall off a cliff and into the abyss of Batman and Robin uh, in seasons <laughs> to come. So yep. <laughs> get in while we're still, like, alive, basically. And, and optimistic. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Oh, no, it's it's much more. It's, it's like the end of this movie. It's like me and John are currently, Frodo and Sam, wandering through the woods, and Joel Schumacher is Gollum. <laughs> like, He's leading you. Yeah. And then the shot of Mordor is just like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Zoom <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the biggest crime of Batman and Robin is what they did to Bane. Uh, I mean, <laughs> spoilers. We, we, we have a lot of discussions about like just Bane in the Dark Knight Rises as well, and uh, I, I love him, but only because he's absolutely ridiculous in that movie as well. So. Yeah. So. Uh, we're from the website DuelingGenre.com, <laughs> uh, where you can find a bunch of other podcasts. But you can also go to MoviesByMinutes.com to find a big old list of all the currently running and completed Movies by Minutes podcasts, or at least the vast majority of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll also find a link to Bat Minute there if you're having trouble finding the website. Uh, so go God check forbid. that out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go go uh, go check out that. And as always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. Uh, we'll be back next week with our like wrap-up week, talking mm-hmm. about a bunch of different stuff while the credits roll. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. And, uh, yeah, yeah absolutely. You. It was a blast. Was... Thank you for coming back, honorary co-host. Yeah. <laughs> week was sick. <laughs> oh, anytime. Anytime. Bye. Bye.